The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As a Wednesday's upon us, Eric Kruger's joining us today from Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. We take a look at the markets and, you know, my first response from a grain perspective was yuck. From a livestock perspective, it's workable. It's doable. But let's jump from the from the grain side of it, Eric. And you brought up the really good point is there is actually a positive spin that we can take on these lower grain numbers for our for our corn and soybean producers and wheat producers, I guess, alike. Yeah, there's a little bit of a positive spin you could take. Um, you know, it's hard when we're pushing the new lows daily. Um, I think one way you can look at it is we're probably pricing in and discounting a lot of the, the negative information that's in the market. Um, I think we're pricing in um, a, a, you know, a trend line yield, if not higher. We're pricing in full acreage. We're pricing in the sluggish demand that we've seen. And I think the positive spin on that, if you look back the last four growing season, when you look you know, new crop corn, for example, in the December corn contract, each of the last four years, we haven't reached the date that we saw our spring or summer high. Uh, you know, last year it was May 24th. You go back uh, 15, 16, 17, it was either in mid-June or mid-July. So you can kind of take a positive spin and say, hey, maybe that's in front of us yet. But I, I don't want to make people think that you can just wait for it and it could happen. Um, I, I think you have to be ready for it if we do see some covering. Um, the funds, of course and corn have extended their short to record numbers beans are probably very close now after the last few days so we just we just need to to step back and look at the big picture and, and be ready for any opportunities that present themselves i think it's been it's been a while since we've had to deal with so many down days in a row usually we get that little reprieve and get a couple days of positives but even in those positive days it doesn't take long for it to jump back into the red it doesn't, and I think, you know, the next couple of days, probably maybe not much change moving in here to our first notice on May, and there's going to be a lot of contracts either exited or rolled, and um, if you're a producer that needs to do that, that's a decision we, we have to make, and whether we move it out to the July contract, and I think that there's quite a few producers out there stuck where we had such a difficult extended winter that we didn't get as much grain moved as we wanted to, and, and guys are staring down the, staring it down right now and going, hey, do I roll this? Do I write the fees? Do I, do I carry this out? And and maybe give myself an opportunity for this market to come up. On the other side, basis is firmed to a really, really attractive level, and I think guys need to be aggressive about about moving green. Another positive side, though, Eric, is the fact that Mother Nature's working with us a little bit when it comes to getting this spring crop in the ground. It is, and, and it's it's amazing to see the reports all the way across the board. You know, you hear reports of guys being being done with corn or, or you know, being, just getting started, and you have guys that haven't even thought about it yet that are still trying to do field prep. So it, it's been amazing to see that. I think we're going to see a window and be able to get a lot of this crop in, I think, with the advances that we've seen in, in modern farming. I think it's, it's hard to say, as long as I've been doing this, we haven't seen it to where we didn't get the crop in. But... The weather is a little friendly when you look out um, over the next six to ten days and then out on further. It's going to be a little cooler across across the growing regions that we, we really look at, big time for corn and beans, and it's also going to be a little wetter. So I, I think, if anything, it can provide a little bit of stability. We've seen some continued progress made on the South American weather. We've been kind of talking about this on and off already this week. It just seems that this year's harvest for South America has been very much on the quieter side. It has been quiet, and I saw a report this morning that they're estimating, you know, 
I think in, in Brazil, harvest at 92% complete versus an average uh, 91%. So moving right along, you haven't heard a lot about weather. We haven't seen that normal spring, late winter weather situation that we've been used to seeing with South America, this production. So I think that compiled with just the negativity of our funds, um, we keep extending out uh, what's potentially a trade deal with China. I think all these negatives have kind of added up. The, the other side of that is hopefully we're pricing a lot of that in right now. Is there the potential that they're keeping on the quiet side just because they want that Chinese market, knowing that we don't have it right now? Uh, that could be. I think there's just there's the thought that I think you've seen a lot of demand shift to South America, and I think we're going to continue to see that. I think offers down there are much cheaper than where we're at. The other side of that, you don't hear about it a lot, but uh, the dollar's trading as high as it has in almost two years, and that does not help our exports, especially when it comes to beans in the market and then, you know, really across the board, it doesn't help us. So export inspections tomorrow will be interesting to see uh, what, what comes of that. What are we seeing when it comes to ethanol? I know a weekly ethanol report showed some 32,000 barrels a day higher, but still dealing with some lower numbers. Yeah, still lower numbers, and I think that, that grind might continue for a while here. Hopefully we get into our peak demand season as we move forward and, and, and see. I think crude strength's got to help a little bit, but um, I, I think when you look at USDA's production projections, and if you look, um, we've kind of had an interesting situation happen where we were coming through winter and into thinking about this growing season. Um, we had some you know, stocks-to-use ratios that we were looking at on corn that were potentially going to be very friendly. Um, and then we've kind of added some stocks, we've reduced exports, we've reduced ethanol usage, and all of a sudden that stocks to use is right back to where we were last year at this time. And I think it's really supported that fund short. It's really supported the idea that um, exports have slowed. We got a lot more corn than we thought we were going to have. We knew we had a lot of beans and we haven't seen a lot of business. So I think that's all that negativity that's in the market. But, you know, hopefully moving forward, there's always something that can you know, catalyst this the other way. Well, Eric, the export wire has been very quiet on the soybeans as well. Yeah, it's been really quiet. And I think it's, 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 you know, one of those times where it's the time of year where all of a sudden there's other beans in the world that are ready for export. And uh, they're cheaper. And if our dollar keeps moving up, it's only going to get tougher and tougher for us to move those. Do you see the South American currency playing into this as well? Yeah, you know, if you remember last year, around this time, we were talking about how uh, there was a potential for them to hold grain against the currency as as part of their only way to really value the grain. Um, I think that's changed a little bit. I think what we're seeing now is uh, they're, they're going to have the ability with the size of crop they have to sell to China, I think, uh, in other parts of the world. And it sounds like Mexico is also tendering down there. And it looks like we're just, you know, right now, and until we see a trade deal or until we see uh, – our values come come down a little bit, I think. Stick around, folks. More is coming up. It's a Fontenelle final bell on the Barrel Play. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us from Smart Yield. You cannot talk markets and not talk about China, Eric. And I know that we were just talking about this during the commercial break. It seems to be on again, off again. You come to our country, we go to yours. But not making the headway that many had hoped by this point. It hasn't. We were just we were just talking about how it just seems like every month it's the same headline. It's that we're so close and, and deals imminent, and then and then nothing happens. And it sounds like uh, they're going to be back over in Washington uh, the, the week of May eighth, starting in there, and maybe something done towards the end of May, early June. But I think big picture, even if we do get something done in that time, 
um, when would they be buying our products? And it probably looks out to that new new crop, new marketing year versus the old crop contracts. So that maybe gives a little bit of optimism to the new crops prices, at least that we it, might it does see something. A little bit. And I, I think it could really help. I think if we could get um, if we could get a deal done and at least know that they have a commitment and what they're going to buy, I think that's that's it's good for beans. I think it's going to be interesting to see if, if China bought um, for hogs on the report tomorrow. Um, I think that's that's your probably biggest potential for the market to recover. African swine fever, we continue to see more and more talk of spread. Now it's in Cambodia. We know that in some places in Europe, they're even building walls to try to keep the disease out. Looking at this, not good news from the from the pork grass back for, for China, but hopefully there's a silver lining again for us as it continues to spread. I think that's the silver lining in it. I think the scary part is I don't know that we really know um, the extent of what it can spread and where it can go and, and what it's going to really end up doing with the, the market across the globe. But right now we do know that it, it's not here and it puts our pork at the forefront. And we have you know the highest pork values that we've seen since August of last year, so or August of 17. Um, so I think that's positive. I think the thought that um, all proteins and, and, of course, pork at the forefront is going to be really um, driven up with exports and I think what, what we're taking away is we've seen a little bit of reprieve off the recent highs that we had and a lot of that might be uh, attributed to fund profit taking and, and maybe moving this market back down but I think there's a lot of support there and I think going forward that those deferred summer months into the end of the year are going to be supported. You look at the cattle industry, you look at the poultry industry, some even lamb as I've heard people talk, there's some good opportunities from the protein aspect. There is, and I think you know when we start talking about cattle, if you know the way it looks right now, we we may have seen our top in, in cash, of course, and then maybe in futures, but we'll see. There's there's a lot left, pretty negative day to day, and I think the, the situation is set up to where we've had strong demand, but we've got this overwhelming supply moving forward of market ready cattle that's going to continue to pressure this market on any rallies. Um, I think we're going to see the packers move into full kill capacity, but they're still going to have cattle available to get through. So going forward down the road, we've seen some really, really nice uh, ability to, to protect profit, both on the calf market and over into in the to the feeder or sorry the live cattle market so i think guys need to take advantage of that if we do get another bump back up here and those those deferred contracts get into that 120 area plus again i think we really need to take advantage of that is that part of the reason we saw the triple digit loss today i think that could be part of the reason i think uh it's you know until we see numbers it's all speculation but you're hearing a lot of chatter that this might be we might be starting to hit the end of the road of this record this record uh, net fund long. So I think if, if we see them start to liquidate and start to leak out of this, I think there's some definite pressure ahead in the cattle industry. Not seeing a lot of cash movement on a Wednesday and really calling it undeveloped, but there's still a few trickle bids out there. There is, and I think we've seen that recently, but I, usually it's been more towards the end of the week. But I think the initial thought at the beginning of the week was going to be stronger up into that, you know, maybe even up to 130, and now that's backed off, and the futures have backed off below 127 now. And I think there's We'll see what plays out the next couple of days, but maybe a little more weakness moving forward. I mean, come on, grilling season, we can say, is officially here. You would think that the boxes and that kind of stuff would start to see a pickup in demand. 
I think I think you're right, and I think we will see that, and I think that can at least stabilize this. Uh, it's the future's job, though, to look forward, and I think what you're seeing is, is a little bit of that. Cash might stay steady to stronger, and we might see futures start to really price in the abundance of cattle we're going to have moving forward. So as you look at the market, as we get busy, guys are going to start really focusing on getting that crop in the ground. What are some marketing thoughts that you want them to have, both from a grain and a livestock perspective, as we move through the spring planting? I think as we get through spring planting, everybody's busy. Um, I think we better have tar- you guys need to have the numbers in place that they know they would need the market to get to it to work for them. Um, I, I look at it and, uh, on grains, you know, what, whether that number is. We've seen rallies in the last, like I said earlier, the last four years. We've seen rallies, whether it's late May, mid-June, into July, and they're short-lived. So we have to take advantage of them when they're there and not be afraid to put put floor pricing out there if, if we think it can move higher but don't give it up don't let the market take away what could be a potential profitable year and on the livestock side i think our opportunities are in front of us we see some moves back up here off this little bit of sell-off that we've seen i think guys need to come and take advantage and price that some great advice some good things to think about as we head midweek and towards the downhill slide what is the best way eric for folks to get a hold of you guys they can call us at 308-234-6805 or they can go online to mysmartyield.com. Thanks so much, Eric Kruger, joining us today from Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.